So, Netflix. Have you seen a lot of shows on Netflix? Yes, but they're all Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wanted to intro today's topic or yes, whatever you're listening yes, to yes, this yes. through all the new shows coming. Oh yeah, there's a like, lot of shows. Yeah, Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things. New new seasons, yeah. Yeah, especially Stranger Things with Kate Bush, who had Running Up the Hill. Uh, it became number one again yeah, after a few years. <laughs> it's back, I know. And to be honest, I don't know Kate Bush. Really? Yeah. Well, she's back, and now yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually my. Introduction to Kate Bush, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, so um, I think that's a good thing about shows like Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, because I think we're going back to uh, a different era from today, and then you know we get to explore again the eighties, the nineties, the seventies. Yeah. yeah, and full disclosure. We're still young. We were not <laughs> alive in the 80s. <laughs> Definitely, guys. <laughs> We've been conceived in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so let's just put it out there because for sure, eventually, what people would call throwback or like retro vintage would be the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, the things we grew up with. Yeah. Because, you know. We're aging. <laughs> <laughs> we're aging. <laughs> Yeah, so any 80s shows or movies you've seen lately? Um, 80s shows that... I, no, I just saw a sequel though of an 80s show. So I've seen Top Gun 2. Oh, that's good. Twice recently. Wow. Because wow. it's good. <laughs> it's really good. And some movies that I've seen are in the 2000s, like The Holiday... You know, stuff like that. So nothing from the 80s yet. Mm, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Top Gun is a solid choice because I feel like there's also that resurgence of bringing the 80s nostalgia yeah. by, you know, doing legacy sequels. Yes, some are on point. Some are a fail for me. But definitely Top Gun really hit it, hit the right mark and spot this time. Yeah, I haven't seen Top Gun 2, but I'm definitely oh, excited should, to download a pirate <laughs> Hey, I've seen the the show like twice on cinema. Come on. So I yeah. think that's enough for both of us. So you yeah. can download. <laughs> Thanks for paying on my behalf. But uh, for people who want to watch Top Gun, it's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so you can yeah. definitely watch it if you want to. So that would be our main topic for this episode, which we'll be discussing after the break. But before that, let's do some, you know, games. little game, a little game. <laughs> so I thought this good or bad, bad names. Oh, yeah. So context, I have no idea what you're talking about. This wasn't in the plan. So let's go. The rules are I would give a few bands that we know mm-hmm. and you would just tell me if they're a good, bad name or a bad Band name. Okay, that's easy. So regardless of their genre or their music. Just the band name. Yes. So say, for example, I would give you like... Uh, Is it a boot or a toot? Yeah, yeah something like that. And okay. Say, for example, you're in Coachella and this is like the band play and you don't know them. So this is probably your introduction. Yeah. So Coachella is in the desert, so it's really hot. Would you trek three kilometers 
or whatever to check out this band, judging yeah, yeah. from the name alone. All right. Okay. Let's start with something easy. How about Nirvana? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? I mean, yeah, because, you know, it's such a vibe. I mean, yeah, you're gonna... The band name is a solid band name. Nirvana yes, is a solid it's ba- a solid name. band name. I agree. Next, uh, The Beatles. Hmm. No. <laughs> No, honestly, no. And I agree. Yeah, they're like bugs. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, how they came up with the name, I'm not so sure. I'm but also not sure. If I was in Coachella and then they featured Beatles without hearing their songs, I wouldn't be particularly attracted to the band name. Yes, I agree. So it's a mm. good band. We both agree. Yeah, uh, bad definitely. Band name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next, Tame Impala. Mm, yes, because it's interesting. You know, y- you don't really know what you get. So I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I would, at my end, I would maybe call it mid. Like, mm, okay. It's not that good, but mm. it's interesting enough that I might. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like the Impala part. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. Next. Hit me with the next one ACDC. Mm, no. They sound really? like an. Yeah, they sound like a uh, an air conditioner. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah. I would on my end. I would say it's a good band name. Oh, it sounds really? very metal. So I feel like if I hear ACDC, oh, so oh, it's only very metal. They got the they got the memo then. Yeah, I think it, it matches the branding as well. Okay. How about All American Rejects? Yes, for me. I mean, I would definitely know that they're an outcast band. They're not mainstream. Yeah, so it sounds very if indie. you if you were like a punk lover, so you would definitely gravitate towards that kind of band name for me. I feel like if I heard All American Rejects, I feel like they would be a college indie cover band. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say they're like mid low for me. Okay, 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 okay. How about One Direction? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Um, I think you know we really can't separate it. Um, uh, but no, it sounds cheesy. It sounds bad. Period. Yeah, it's. I'm cheesy. not even gonna explain. It's bad. <laughs> okay, let's do OPM. How about Apple Hiking Society? Apple Hiking Society. Well, it's fun, but it sounds like a club more than a band for me. Right? I yeah. feel like it's like a high school choir. <laughs> yeah. And they're like. In the desert to perform choral songs, so exactly, maybe pass. yeah, pass on that one. How about Parokyan Edgar? Oh, I think that's a good band, and I agree. It's interesting because no one really is Edgar in the band. Exactly, right? yes. Like, who the f <laughs> like, is Edgar? And yes, is he the like, uh, vocalist of the band? But definitely yeah, not. But, yeah, exactly. How about Itchy Worms? Itchy Worms, so so. They can be a good band. It's quite interesting, but not really stellar for me. Yeah, I would say it's mid, but I wouldn't really check them out if they were in Coachella, if we just heard it. Mm. How about, I have here the last one, but maybe we can do some mm-hmm. from at the top of your head. The last one is BTS. No, honestly, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> gonna come for you. Oh my God, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, but... I would agree that BTS itself is yes. bad but if I don't know the um, Korean it's I think Bangtan something yeah and it actually means Bulletproof Boy Scouts 
Oh, that's a meaning. Yeah, that one mm. is a good band name. BTS, mm-hmm. not so much like mid. Mm. How about you? Do you have like any band names you want to add to the okay. list? Okay, I've been searching some. What about Hubas Tank? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like the audacity puts Tank in their name. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. Also, bands with the names of a member, like for example, Dave Matthews Band. Because mm. what if like Dave Matthews is not the singer or yeah. like part of it anymore? Same with uh, the Wild Gallagher and the uh, High Fly Birds, I think. Really? Yeah. So after he left Oasis, he created his own band, which is now. Oh yeah. And also Paul McCartney and the Wigs. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't sit well with me. I agree. So I think there are a lot of band names that are, you know, controversial, not very attractive. But then again, their music will speak for themselves. Do you have any controversial band names? Right. That's now. at the top. Of, yeah. I think Black Sabbath for me it feels like so anti-Christy. Oh. Which somehow. <laughs> it's it's very black, you know, yeah. like, you know, yeah, metal. And yeah. I like it. It's very descriptive of their. Band. What about you? Mm, maybe. Oh yeah, I think we've discussed this previously. Mm. The Dixie Chicks, because mm. you know that Dixie part of it yeah. is <laughs> a little bit problematic. Yeah, and also Lady Atebello. Yeah, we've Which talked is now about just that. Lady. Yes. So yeah, so much for band names. I guess it's time for a quick break before we quick talk break, about yeah. the eighties. The eighties. Back to the eighties. Let's go. All right. So we're back to the eighties, Clark. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the revival of eighties music and eighties movies right now, and also maybe we could also take a look at problematic undertones in 80s movies and yeah. music which you know seen in the modern view yeah and also in the relation to the movie that it was attached to yeah exactly <laughs> so i guess since we talked about top gun i think it's only right to talk about top gun as the first 80s movie so the first top gun movie was what 1980 when was it 83 i 86? would like to say 86? But no, we... we should just check. Top Gun. It is the 86. Yeah, Am you're I right? right. Yes. So it was in 86. And, you know, 30 years after or so, they've released Top Gun to the Maverick. Yeah. And in my humble opinion, I feel like this is one of the sequels that I think is done well, mm-hmm. done right. Because I think it aged really well, the timing of it all. 30 years, so like Maverick so also aged. Exactly 30 years or not? Because it's the 2000. No. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So 34, I think. I don't know. Mm. You're the math genius, Clark. Come I, on. I, I'm not doing math. <laughs> I'm doing alcohol. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, so let's talk about the music first. So in Top Gun, the mo- no- most notable songs, I guess, were Take My Breath Away, Danger Zone. Yeah. I think yes, and for me personally, I would gravitate towards Danger Zone. It was such mm-hmm. like a good intro song. Mm. I mean, I've only seen the first one, and you know, it's really setting up the mood and the vibe of the movie with Danger Zone. Yeah, 
And rightly so, they played it as well in Top Gun 2. I think because... As the intro. I think so. Yeah, because um, it's really iconic for the I movie. Agree, and yeah. it wouldn't be Top Gun without Danger Zone by yes. Kenny Loggins. Yes. But I'm just sad that Take My Breath Away wasn't there anymore. Because I feel like even though it's cheesy, it also is, you know, iconic. But I think Take My Breath Away... <laughs> Is very much about the love story of yeah of the love Maverick line and who was the girl again? The woman who played in the first one who was not invited on the second one because she's apparently too old for Hollywood. Mm, I forgot her name, Clark. Yeah, the double standard though. Yeah, so her name was after. I think she's still alive. Oh, oh my god, sorry. <laughs> yeah, she's still alive. I'm sorry, Kelly McGillis. So she was actually asked why she wasn't in Top Gun 2. and mm-hmm. her answer was really unrealistic because she's appropriately looking. Yeah, I mean, for her age. she's old. She's gotten kind of fat, and of course, not Hollywood standard thin. Yeah, as opposed to you know celebrities. So I think that's also one of the problematic undertones, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, especially in Hollywood. Yeah, where there's always that double standard and that pressure also for women. Yeah, I was going to add that one where the pressure for women to stay very young and yeah. if your hair shows a little bit of white, you're very old for Hollywood is what they say. Yeah, and to look. Like a certain standard, mm-hmm. even though you're aging. Yeah. So yeah. So that's pressure put on um, celebrities, which is unnecessary and very, very um, dangerous as well to one's mental health and self-esteem. Yeah. And yeah, I have some behind-the-scenes drama you might not know. Yeah. Of, um, Top Gun 2. It's supposed to be released in 2015, but a lot of people in Hollywood are saying that Brad. No, not Brad Pitt. What the hell? Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is actually an actor that's very hard to work with mm. because he's a bit of a diva, and he's fired like a lot of departments for Top Gun too. Yeah, I think I would understand where Tom Cruise is coming from. Not that I'm Are defending, you defending him. a white man. No, 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 no. <laughs> not that I'm defending him, but over the interviews that I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm not defending him, but. I I understand where he's coming from or where that um passion. attitude yes or passion comes from because I feel like it's Scientology. Jo, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I feel like um he's very from the from his co-stars interviews. He's very passionate. He really likes to um do things at a certain way. For example. Even though they're not pilots, the co-stars, his co-stars are not pilots, but they underwent um, pilot training yeah. just so they would feel and act like they're pilots. Yeah. Rigorous exercise, stuff like that. So he's very committed to the movie, committed to the scenes, to the concept that I feel like somehow it alienates others and, of course, um, would make others think this is just too much. I mean, it's anthology. <laughs> yeah, it's just too much. But it and, does make sense, though, because... From the first movie, they actually used the movie as like a recruiting package or like a recruiting video for pilots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I people know. would sign up. Yeah, but um, Top Gun 2 it's very realistic because they did re- really rigorous um stuff training to be on you know tip top shape. 
and there were no CGI, I think. It's just real yeah, action, yeah. and they even um, asked permission from the National Defense and the USA government to yeah. use some of the facilities and the planes that they were using in the movie. Oh, I'm so I, I'm rambling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go just, ahead. Yeah, I, re- also, like, I really, really love the sequel. <laughs> I, I could see that, and uh, I could see that. Yeah, uh, Tokyo is very passionate about it, and as far as I know, he usually always does all of his stunts. Yeah, and he has like over thirty licenses. Yeah, like driver's license, diving license, yeah. as a pilot, different. He's an of... aerobatic pilot. Yeah, and all those stuff. And going back yeah. to music, he actually going fired back to music the music department from two thousand sixteen because the movie was supposed to be released around late. And the music's not ready. Late twenty tens. Yeah, so twenty one pilots like the band. Damn, was supposedly part of. The oh uh, music department they're gonna like make a song for the mm. sequel, but they got fired, which is kind of ironic because <laughs> they're yeah. pilots. And he well, fired they didn't live pilots. up. They didn't live up to their name then. Yeah, but I think it's serendipitous because now they have One Republic, mm-hmm. which sang "I Ain't Worried," and of course Lady Gaga. Yeah, was also there with Hans Zimmer. Actually, Hans Zimmer was the first one that he approached when he fired all of them. Yeah, because you know, you, it's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer you never can never failed. go wrong with Hans Zimmer. <laughs> exactly, and then Lady Gaga with "Hold My Hand." I think there were these were iconic songs also that you know you might also want to check out. Yeah, so, I think "Hold yeah. My Hand" was released way way back. Yeah, but it's really dramatically yeah. played in the movie, so you should watch Clark. Yeah, when right? there's like a good. High quality pirated copy. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Guys, please <laughs> cut that out. Anyway, second, second movie or whatever. So I think we're gonna from a an action packed film. Mm-hmm. Let's go to you know coming of age love story, and the the best director to you know to deliver in the eighties. This is genre always, specifically. Yes, agree. John Hughes. John Hughes. Exactly. John Hughes. Yeah, so I'm sure you're very familiar with Breakfast Club. Me? Mm. From Breakfast Club, I think they really set the standard of high school uh, Coming clicks. of age. Yeah, yeah. And especially, um, you know, setting out like jocks versus nerds versus yeah. popular girls versus the basket case. Yeah, but it's funny because the when the, when I saw the movie... I wasn't really attracted to the whole situation where they were just in the detention room. Yeah. But then the characters were all played out so differently and so well that you would know and characterize them as a jock, <laughs> as a yeah. brainy. And also their color palette kind of matches who they are. Yes, exactly. Like it's it's the pink, it's the green, it's the blue. So that, I think that was a brilliant choice of wardrobe. Yes, definitely. And how can you forget... Don't you forget, forget about me. Yeah. So I and think... the ending scene where... I forgot the name of the... Yeah, you know, the, the fist guy, pop in the air. The fist pop in the air. is an iconic... So good. So what else? Uh, what other John Hughes movies do we have? So you also have Ferris Bueller. Ferris Yeah. Day Out. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, they, they actually have, like, good music. And I really like it. Mm. And there's also this, like, vlogger... Do you know Elmios? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Elmios is Filipino-Canadian and mm-hmm. the way she produces her vlogs 
is very reminiscent of the way John Hughes creates movies. Oh, and that's cool. She also does like very Ferris Bueller type things of narration. Because I like how Ferris Bueller is like talking to the camera. Like, you know, this is how I skip school, blah, 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 yada, yada. And what else? What's a good song from this one? Oh, uh, I remember two songs from Ferris Bueller, which is Twist and Shout by the Beatles. Twist and Shout. Yeah. Ta-da-da-da-da-da-da. And Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. Do you know Oh Yeah? Can you I feel like you know song? this song. Like, but I don't. Oh Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. <laughs> that's oh, the <yeah>. song. <laughs> Basically you oh, repeat yeah. that phrase yeah. over and over again for like two minutes and that's oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh definitely. <laughs> Another movie I think that's controversial and it's pre Breakfast Club mm-hmm. by John Hughes as well is Sixteen Candles. Yeah. Starring Molly yeah. Ringwald, which was also in like you mentioned Breakfast Club. Yeah, so he really likes Molly, and I think um, when he saw Molly, he kind of pictured the character from the Sixteen Candles based on her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you mentioned earlier that you didn't quite get the overall vibe of Breakfast Club because they're basically just in the detention room. What can you say I, yeah, about but... Sixteen Candles? <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> so it's a it's a John Hughes thing, but yeah. it works somehow. But I've seen movie reviews about 16 Candles because this movie has been raved about by some people in their time where 16 Candles was really a hit back then. Mm -hmm. But then looking at the modern perspective, there are actually painful stereotypes and racist portrayal of some characters. Like the, yeah. The Chinese exchange student. Long Doc. Dong, he was long dog long, yeah. painful and cringy so to bad. watch. Guys, it's so bad. If you've seen it's bad. 16 Candles, every time it's on screen, yeah. there's like a very Chinese sounding like gong. The the Chinese foreign student, right? Yeah. Yes. It's so bad. Yeah. And then there were also scenes where, you know, um harassment or like sexual innuendos were from were originating from a nerd who really liked Molly yeah, Ringwald's yeah. character. And he just came on to Molly's character. like Way too strong. Way too strong, even though she said no. Yeah. And I feel like in this context, we can't speak for them before because I think at that time, it was allowed or no, tolerated. Yeah. But if it, it's seen... At this time. With a modern perspective. Yeah. I don't think it would age too well. It hasn't aged well. Yeah. It doesn't hold up now. And I feel like there are just so many problematic things about And the family forgetting her birthday. My God. What mom would forget her daughter's birthday? Will Byers. Will Byers' birthday. I mean, Joyce. Forgot yeah. Will's birthday. It's Stranger Things oh. season four. I know. Maybe they have a lot on their mind. But I, I just think it's unacceptable. I think because, you know, our podcast is about music. The music yeah. back then also was... Um, I think Thompson Twins is so hot in the 80s, of course. Yeah. So their music, if you were here, was also featured. Then 16 Candles, the namesake. Stray Cats. By Stray Cats, yes. And of course, true. Spanda Ballet. Yeah. And of course, theme from New York, New York by Frank Sinatra was also in that movie. I really love so, that song. I feel like... The music redeemed the movie. Yeah, I would say some. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sometimes I hate it when, like, directors, no offense to John Hughes, I'm not sure if he said this, but, like, when people say, like, 
the music is another character of the movie. It's a different entity, blah, blah, blah. And it should, you know, accept. It's so pretentious. Why? Why do you think so? I don't know. Like, the music should complement the scene or the score or whatever. Mm. It's not like another character in the movie. Well, well, well. <laughs> Maybe in 16 Candles it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It didn't hold up well. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so there are a lot of John Hughes movies like Home Alone. Yeah, for Home Alone, I think he was not a director, but he was more like a writer. A producer. Oh, yeah. all right. So there are a lot of movies to be, you know, um, credited to John Hughes in fairness to him. Yeah. Anyways, I think there's some... Um, a similar feel of a movie and that's I think Say Anything which I haven't seen and you schooled me on it that I have to watch it yeah you have to watch it because I think it's a very realistic portrayal of a young couple who just graduated from high school and on their way to college and the portrayal of the characters is so nuanced that they're not perfect even their families are not perfect and what's the most iconic scene from Say Anything yeah so from Say Anything it's the famous boombox song so if you I think there are a lot of callbacks callbacks to this in a lot of movies where John Cusack yeah John Cusack was holding holding up the boombox song to declare their love or confess something their love yes but at that time in particular time he was playing In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel which was his love make of his song that played when they were lovemaking with the girl he you know, went out with in the movie. Oh, come on. Songs you, you know. Make love to. <laughs> Speaking of songs you make love to. One of yeah. another iconic movie from the 80s with good soundtrack. Very sexual. Yeah. Very sexual and very controversial. Dirty Dancing. Exactly. So, what do you think about It's Patrick Swayze and, of course, Baby. Yeah. This movie is kind of controversial because it's hot and heavy. It's hot and heavy. There's teenage sex. There's abortion. Pregnancy and abortion. And you actually asked me to... Just touch a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Shed light on some topics on abortion. I think because um, lately, especially in May 2022, Supreme Court draft decision was leaked to the public that maybe the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court ruling would soon be yeah soon be overturned so just for context the Roe versus Wade lawsuit or case was actually filed in 1973 where a Texan woman Jane Roe an unmarried pregnant woman challenged the Texas abortion laws of course um claiming or stating that her right to her body to abort a kid she's pregnant with is part of her fundamental right to privacy. And I feel like that's how the Supreme Court ruled it more than the the right to life mm-hmm. uh, yeah. argument. So they didn't really touch on that as yeah. very much because it's such a touchy topic because you wouldn't really know from different dogmas. You wouldn't know um, when life started. So yeah, in yeah. the Catholic perspective, you know, uh, life starts when you're conceived yeah. or at the moment of conception, while in the Jewish standards, it's actually when you were born. Yeah. So then they didn't really touch on that so much, but they touched on the woman's right to privacy. Basically. So what she does with her body 
is her business. And exactly. Um, in my opinion, um, this is a really touchy topic because you know it also involves your moral compass. I think, but not everyone has. You know, true. Apparently, a god. Yes, not everyone has a god that they um, worship or, or yeah. Yes, exactly. So, when we talk about civil laws, it's beyond religion. Separation as well. of church and it's state. Separate from religion. So I feel like what you do to your body would be your own choice, and that would also depend if you're, you know, if you have a denomination, then that's between you and your god. So you know, just. That's just my opinion, and please don't come at me if you yes. have any problems. You know, you know, it's her body, it's her opinion, and yes, you know, I I really asked her kindly to kind of touch on this topic because as much as I have my opinion, you know, no uterus, no opinion, <laughs> so exactly. I would rather shut up. But mm. I just just to add to the whole Roe v Wade thing. Yeah, the sad thing about it is Roe filed. To challenge the loss of Texas abortion laws, right? Yes. And after it was like approved, she won the case. She actually became an anti-abortion activist. Oh. Yeah. What happened? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a big surprise. And then apparently she's not, in air quotes, not a lesbian anymore. Oh. So okay. you know it's treading very. Weird waters. Did she go conversion therapy? <laughs> oh, you know it's also the religion aspect of it, which we don't want to touch, like a topic yes. in itself. Let's not do that. Yeah. Anyways, going back. <laughs> okay, so that part is also um, a very controversial topic in Dirty Dancing, and of course, an issue on classism, where yeah. you know because Baby is from an affluent, affluent family, family because. Her dad is a doctor, yeah. and they went to Catskills. I think Catskills was a good um, place to go to for you know upper class families yeah. in New York, and yeah. So there's I also feel like prostitution involved in the movie, yes. right? So I feel like there's a big you know separation of classes yeah. within the movie itself but let's talk about music and there were some iconic ones too so time what of are my life. some especially time of oh, my life I the time of my life. yes especially and like then, the perfect uh, lift scene yes they did at the ending at the end yeah because yes, they failed they, it on their first attempt right yeah which is like for me the most iconic thing about dirty dancing yeah and also um the ca- uh, the cast who played the movie? Uh, the the roles, mm-hmm. the main roles, actually hated each other. I heard in real about life. that. Yeah. yeah, but they ended up being good friends after. Yeah. you know, when they got over the hate, I guess. Yeah, and uh, another side, you know, sidetrack about you know main characters hating each other. I mean, look at the Notebook. Oh, really? They hated each other. Yes, and then they ended up dating each other. Wow. So, because you know, the more you hate, I guess. The more you hate, the more, the more you love. Let's like Richard that season to whatever. <laughs> so, what were you gonna yeah. say? Sorry, uh, Nina Dobrev and mm. Paul Wesley. Oh, like you know, uh, they Stefan hated each and, other. What's her name? Elena. Elena. They, apparently, they hated each other in season one, and like they didn't want to deal stuff. You just hang out. Really? But then they eventually became friends because, like, how many seasons did? Vampire Diaries ran. I forgot. Eight? Seven, eight. 
but they became yeah. friends so that's why they were kind of okay sharing that they really hated each other in season one yeah well it happens but you get cheat chemistry if exactly it registers well on screen then i guess exactly but you know another side note vampire diaries really had good soundtrack Yes, I agree. That's on period. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. No contest. No contest. Yeah. So other music from Dirty Dancing. We also have Hungry Eyes. Oh, you remember yeah, that? No, the, yeah. the, the slow scene, yeah. <laughs> crawling yeah. type thing. And then, of course, Will you still love me tomorrow? tomorrow. The, covered by Amy Winehouse, but this one, this is by the Shirelles. <laughs> And then you don't own me. Oh but yeah, that again, one. Yeah, this is by the Blow Monkeys. Blow Monkeys, but it's originally by the Ronettes. Yeah, from the sixties, I feel like. Yes. So, but this is the eighties. So yeah. This was by the Blow Monkeys. Yes. And then, are there any other movies that we want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, Footloose, which was like covered in Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that scene on TikTok and it was iconic. I really love it. I really love it. Like I am yeah. not a skilled dancer, but I want to learn oh, the Bessie, choreography. But you are. You are though. You're a skilled dancer. Hey, I remember it. it perfectly. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I want to learn that dance too. So yeah. this is from Footloose, of course. Yep. The old one was starred by Kevin Bacon. The new one, I forgot the star, but This was the girl at that time is Julianne Huff. Yes. Oh, I love her. I love her. She was actually Sandy in Grease Live, like they did a TV version of Grease, and mm. Julianne Huff was Sandy. Yeah. Speaking of, like, wait, I forgot. We didn't really. I'm not sure if Grease is from the 80s or 70s. I think so, but with the no 70s. So oh, 70s, we'll do 70s. that. Let's talk about it. But like, <laughs> but I love the Grease. Let's do. Yeah, let's do that <laughs> another time. Yeah. So. I think the iconic car- um, song there is Footloose. Yeah, Kenny Loose. Loggins. Kenny Loggins again. So Kenny Loggins is like such a... You can big... get it in the 80s. <laughs> And he's handsome too. I mean, I haven't on. seen the picture of him. Let me check. Oh, you, you should check. Kenny he's handsome. Loggins. He is handsome, Clark. And my... Oh, okay. He looks old. <laughs> yeah, my, my brother actually <laughs> listens to his songs even... Until today, so yeah. Mm, I mean, he looks like a standard white guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has good songs. He looks like Wolverine. I, I, oh, he I does. saw a picture from like maybe when he was younger. He looks like Wolverine. Yeah, he's handsome. Anyways, so I think we're good for now. Yeah, right? I think we're good for now. And if our besties have other 80s classics that they love from movies, go send us a message. We want you to you know, mm-hmm. add something to it. You know, it's a community. And now I think the the most tricky part right now, since we've talked about a lot of movies and a lot of good music, is to choose what three songs we're gonna play for the break. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna give you. Usually we play three songs, but you really <laughs> coached me or like coached me to the direction like, hey, we should play four songs. Play four songs. Uh, yeah. So all right, all right. <laughs> I'll give you the three songs, and I'll select one song. Oh right! Oh really? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I wanna play something new as well. So let's play "I Ain't Worried" by One Republic. So that's from Top Gun Two. Yes, and then the second one would be "Don't You Forget About Me." I love that one from Breakfast Club. Yes, and then the third one. Oh my God, this is such a lot of pressure. Um, 
damn, what should I do? <laughs> Clark, I'm gonna give the other two to you no. and then just <laughs> you Oh my gosh. Okay, let's do If You Were Here by Thompson Twins. From Sixteen Candles. The movie Sixteen Candles. Oh, yeah. Okay, so huh. I was gonna actually choose in your eyes. Okay. From, like you know, the boombox scene. Okay. I also want something from Dirty Dancing or Footloose. Okay, let's do Dirty Dancing or Footloose. Don't don't be so pressured. No, I'm fine. I'm gonna do it in your eyes. Okay. All right. Okay. So see you let's all go. after the break. Enjoy, guys. Well, Bessie, I just have to say this before we end the episode is that I'm finally in the other side or like in the better position because it's colder here in the Philippines <laughs> and we have the better internet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's like really hot. It's like summers in Tokyo are awful. I mean, mm, if you've yeah. been to Singapore, that kind of humidity. It's humid, and yeah. a little bit more. Mm. So it's disgusting. And, you know, maybe yeah. my internet's acting up. <laughs> I'm in a better position now. Oh my yeah. gosh. And you know what? That was rights. a long-ass break. <laughs> yeah, so... I think it took us an hour or so because we really caught up, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So many dramatic and not so dramatic moments there. Yeah, yeah. Which like we're a not lot of things which gonna you know, share, guys. We want to keep to ourselves. <laughs> yes, but I'm glad we did this. Of course, usual. I mean this is one of the reasons why I like the podcast. It's like I enjoy hanging out with you and just talking and the about breaks. everything and, and the nothing breaks, or yeah. whatever. In the middle of everything, you know, it's fun. Yes, I love it. And I also shared to Clark how I regretted that we didn't put Footloose. Yeah, Footloose in the mix. Because it's, it's such a yeah, bop. It's such a bop. So go, guys, just listen to it on your yeah, own. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Footloose, so good. Yeah, so. I have it to vinyl as well. Clark, what do you yeah. think about the episode? You know what? Because the last time we recorded was like a way, like, Way back, right? Because, you know, yeah, we've been like busy. Yeah, like a month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe like just two weeks or three weeks probably since we oh, recorded. Yeah. Not released. Because, you know, we're recording a lot of the episodes before we release type C. Yeah. <laughs> Get the bang for our buck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very nice. Yes. So it's been a while. So we did a lot of catch up. And for our second episode, I would say we're doing fine. And I like our new template. Or like our oh, yeah. style. Yeah, I, I'm still getting into it. And I'm still adjusting. Because I'm not used to the template. But yeah, I feel like this episode has been good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think now the question is, what other topics would our listeners or our besties want us to do? Especially uh-huh. in terms of music. And um, if you like this kind of format, Please let us know and you can always chat us. You can message us at two turntables pod on Instagram and you can also email us at two turntables pod at gmail.com. And of course, you can be friends with us also, besties. Um, you can message me or DM me, slide into my DMs at Clarissa yeah, she's single and you know, ready to be <laughs> Oh, I'm not advertising myself, but apparently my friend is, so you know, I'll take it. And of course, you can also message me via my alternate account underscore vinyl diary yet. Right, Clark? Yes. That's <laughs> the one, right? Yes, <laughs> we're drinking too much. Like- <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yes, cheers. And yeah, go ahead. 
How yeah, about so you, Clark? Always follow me on my main account at Clefrep. I still do Trivia Thursdays. It's fun. It's a new season, season four. I mean, season five. And follow me on my alternate account for film and vinyl. I'm doubling down on my film and slowing down on vinyl, but it's still the same content at Analog, A-N-A-L-O-U-G-E-D. Yep, that's it for me. Oh, yeah. So before I actually we wrap up the episode, I think mm-hmm. I forgot to share it to you. I've met a guy, a fellow lawyer, who Ooh. is, yes, you know, yes. yeah, remember, he's 72. earlier yeah. to share his story on the podcast. I'm sorry. So I'm just going to share it to you now with our besties. So I met a 72-year-old lawyer. He's a very um, seasoned and experienced lawyer, a very good one at that as well. And he was playing during the break because he was a speaker during our seminar and he was playing really old songs. And so he has a lot of um, range of songs that we didn't really know. And he shared that he actually owns 5,000 long playing records. Oh, my, my. Jesus H. Uh, yeah. And so like the the bells rang in my ears and then it was just so at like in awe. So I made friends with the liar. And I asked him if he also collected seven inches. And he said he only has 300. So it's not oh a lot. Oh my God. Go, I even, I only have 200 for the entire thing. So oh my God, what are you even talking about? But he also shared that he was a DJ. Yeah. So I'm coming over his house soon and he's going to share and play some records for me. And I'm just going to share it to you soon. He's like my dad. I'm just going to say, please don't make that face. Oh my God, that's so weird, Clark. <laughs> Stop it. He's like, my, he's like my dad. He's I think the you've same seen, age. Have you seen that episode oh, in Modern Love? Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So shut up. What's the anyway. most expensive vinyl that he has? Oh yeah. So he shared that he has two... Um, treasured vinyl records by Elvis Presley. Um, one record costs like $10,000 and he has two. So a million bucks, easy, you know. Jesus say Christ. Yeah, but anyways, that's it for me. Yeah. So guys, this is wrapping up the episode and you can all move to our Buy Me A Coffee and we'll do our record of the app. Yeah, so thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and listen to the music we've shared. And of course, and always, keep Keep that that record spinning. spinning!